Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, one does not live on bread alone. Then he took Jesus up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I might give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led Jesus to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed Jesus for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It is as easy as one, two, three. We tell that to little kids when they're trying to learn some basic skill like how to add or subtract or multiply numbers. You know, you just put this number here and put that number there and you carry the one and you, you know, sum it all up and it's easy as one, two, three. The reality, of course, of life beyond childhood is that many of the one, two, threes of our life are actually very difficult. One, two, threes can be really, really hard. We find that in today's gospel. Jesus encounters not one, not two, but three great temptations in his life. And they are very hard indeed. This is not just adding up numbers or subtracting or multiplying. This is Jesus experiencing the deepest temptations of his life. The, the setting is that Jesus has just been baptized in the River Jordan. He has not yet begun his public ministry. 
And filled with the Holy Spirit, he goes out into the desert where for 40 days he fasts and prays. And during that time, Jesus experiences temptations. Temptations that challenge who he is and what he has come to know about himself. That challenges the very voice he heard following his baptism, that you are my beloved son. Temptation one, Jesus is really, really very, very hungry. In that desert, you eat, what, locusts and wild honey like John the Baptist. It's hardly enough to sustain you, and hunger can be overwhelming. Jesus' fast is not like, you know, our little fast on Ash Wednesday. This is the real thing. This is big, and the hunger is deep. And it's in the midst of that hunger that he hears this voice telling him, you know, you don't have to be hungry, Jesus. You have the power of God. You're the Son of God. Remember what God said to you in the river. So use that power to turn even just one of these stones into a beautiful, lovely, aromatic loaf of bread for yourself. What a temptation when you're hungry. Jesus sees through the temptation, though, because he knows what's being asked of him. He knows that if he uses his divine power for himself, he's not using it for them, for the people who are waiting for him, for the really hungry of this world, for all those people who are looking for God's word, looking for God's touch, looking for God's... God's food to feed their hearts and their souls and their very bodies. What is the temptation? The temptation is to say, me first. I'll feed myself first. I'll use this gift that God has given me. I'll use my sonship of God to take care of myself first. I'll eat first and later they can have what's left over. It's a temptation to put himself first and take care of himself first and to forget about those other people for at least just a moment. And Jesus says no to this first temptation. He says, no, I will not feed myself first. I will not use my divine power to take care of me. This ministry, this life that's been given to me, this vocation, this mission is not about me. It's about them who are really hungry and waiting for God's word. Second temptation, number two, even more difficult. That, that little dark voice says to Jesus, okay, oh beautiful, what a wonderful response, Jesus. You are so good. You are so unselfish. You are so loving of all of humanity. Let's take a look at humanity. Let's go big here. If you want to save humanity, if you want to feed the masses, look at the world. It's a mess. Look at all these nations and all these people and all their fights and all their wars and all their injustices. We can fix this in an instant. We don't know, don't, can't, we, not just Israel, Lord Jesus. <laughs> But use your power, the Son of God, to, to become king of the world. 
to, to solve everything, to fix this mess from one ocean to the other. Jesus, you can be king of the world and you can save the whole world right now. All you need to do is to kind of set aside for a moment, set aside for a moment, your, your dependence on God, your Father, and take up a sword. Let's do it the easy way. This sword, this sword by which you can conquer all the nations and make everybody free, by which you can rule the world, this is, this is a beautiful sword. It's an adorable sword. It's the sword of might and power. And you can wield it to make this world a better place. And Jesus sees through the temptation, he recognizes that that sword of power is an idol. He's being asked to worship something other than God himself, his Father. To take up the easy way, the fast way of saving the world. Leave the, you know, God behind for a moment and use the power of this world. Use the power of this world to save this world. And Jesus sees through it all and sees that this is a kind of idolatry that he cannot tolerate in his interior being, in his self. Because he is the Father's Son and he will do it the Father's way, the slow way, the hard way. The one by one by one way. One leper at a time. One sick person at a time. One sinner at a time. Second temptation. Jesus says no to worshiping the power of this world. So third temptation, number three. It's the most subtle and difficult of all. That little dark voice says to Jesus, Oh, Jesus, you are so good. How beautiful that you rely only on God, your Father. He loves you, you love Him, and you won't rely on the sword. That's just magnificent. We love it. Love it, Jesus. It's beautiful. So if this relationship you have with the Father is so deep and so beautiful and so rich, let's go to Jerusalem. Let's go to the temple. Let's go to where our people have worshipped this God for decades and decades and generations upon generations. And, and we'll stand and we'll look out on the very parapet of the temple where, where the two great walls come together. And, and we will trust in God, your Father, who loves you so much. Throw yourself down because God will save you from the consequences. Your Father loves you so even if you throw yourself down into the pit below to certain death, the angels will come and carry you up. You, you won't even stub your toe. Trust in God your Father. That's what you want to do. Let's trust Him. The temptation, the temptation is to trust God and give up His humanity 
to cut the corners on humanity and say, if I do this as a human being, there will be no consequences. What he's really being asked to do in this temptation is to give up pain, to give up hurt, to give up suffering, to give up even death itself. You won't die if you hurl yourself over the edge. God, your Father who loves you, will protect you with his angels. The same temptation that Jesus will experience at the end of his life when he's hanging on a cross and the crowds are calling out, if you're really the Son of God, take yourself off that cross. Come down off the cross. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to be a human being all the way. You can use your divinity. You can use your relationship with God, your Father, to save yourself, even from death. Jesus once again sees through the temptation. He says, I am a human being with human beings. I am one who suffers with those who suffer. I am one who dies with those who die. I will not presume on God's love for me so that I don't have to love all the way. I will not presume on God's love for me so that I don't have to be a human being with all that that means, with human beings. Third temptation, Jesus says no to the temptation to presume on God's love for him and keep him from harm, keep him from suffering, keep him from pain, keep him from death itself. One, two, three. It's as hard as one, two, three for Jesus. But Jesus' resistance to these temptations his victory over these temptations, his clarity of purpose and mind is what allows him then to go on and to heal the sick one by one by one, to feed the hungry, to share the word, to suffer with those who suffer, to die with those who die, even on a cross. That gift is Jesus walking through this desert with us even the desert of death itself, so that like the people of Israel so long ago, we might find ourselves in the promised land, flowing with the milk and honey of life and love and grace without end. If Jesus had not done these things, if he had not said no to these temptations, none of that would have happened. It's hard. One, two, three. Yet, by overcoming these temptations, Jesus with us lives and loves and rejoices and suffers and dies and leads us to the kingdom of God.